This is the University Seventh-day Adventist Church in the sunny Orlando, Florida. We are glad that you are listening to our weekly podcast. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and challenged by our message today. And may God lead you in the next step of your growth in Him. Here is our future sermon. In this place today, you need to be sure, very sure, that your anchor holds. Amen? The solid rock. I came, I came today, well, let me put it this way. I had a card, a thank you card. I don't have a card because I left the card. But if I had the thank you card, it would say this. From the Operation Reach Back, we would like to say thank you to the University Seventh-day Adventist Church for your generosity and support for our father and son gala event in June. With your kindness, your act of kindness, we were able to honor 50 father and son teams this year. And we ask that you will continue to partner with us as we reach back, reach back into the community to engage, empower, encourage, and educate the young boys in our community. Thank you once again, and feel free to visit our website at reachbackorlando.com and see the work that we are reaching back and doing in our community. It's good to be in God's house on this Sabbath day. My name again is Joe Smith, a very easy name to remember. I asked my dad, I said, Dad, why didn't you all take some thought in naming me? I could tell you the times that this name has caused me so many problems down in Miami, Florida. Getting stopped late at night, being asked, what is your name? Joe Smith, get in the car. (laughs) But that's my name. And it's good to be here on the Sabbath day. I wasn't always in God's house on the Sabbath. There were times when about this time on a Saturday, I was engaged in some heavy, heavy activity, sinful activity, which would start Friday night and wouldn't end until late Sunday. But God saved me. And so now on Saturday, God's Sabbath, I'm in his house worshiping and praising him. The hour is late, so I'm not going to um, waste any more time. My good friends in the back, I'm going to be reading the text, Romans chapter 13, 11 through 14, if you could put that on the screen for me. As God prepares to feed his children for today, I'm going to set the table with this scripture reading. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. Take out your cell phones because I know we don't walk with Bibles anymore. A young man, he had, he had scripture reading and he rushed out and he forgot his cell phone. And he said, oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> he forgot there's Bibles in the church. Romans chapter 11, I'm sorry, chapter 13, verse 11 through 14. If you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say oh my. We'll wait for the oh my's. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. It's on the screen and I'm reading. And that knowing the what? 
knowing the what? Time. That now it is what? What? High time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let's, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on who? Who? The Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I want to talk to you today, a subject titled, Does Anybody Know What Time It Is? Let us pray. Father, as I stand here before your people today, not I, but Christ, be honored, loved, exalted, not I, but Christ, be seen, be known, be heard, not I, but Christ, in every look and action, not I, but Christ, in every thought and word. I ask this of you in Jesus' name, amen. In 1970, there was a song written by a group called Chicago. Some of you may be old enough to remember that. If not, Google it. And the song was entitled, Does Anybody Really Know What Time It Is? Listen to the lyrics of the song. As I was walking down the street one day, a man came up to me and asked me what the time was that was on my watch. And I said, does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? The next verse, as I was walking down the street one day, a beautiful lady looked at me and said her diamond watch had stopped cold dead. And I said, does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? Two individuals in this song. One does not have a timekeeping device. The other one has a timekeeping device, but it is not working. Both are in desperate need of knowing the time. This song was written during the time of political and social unrest in our country. There was the Vietnam War, a war that most Americans were against. There was the Kent State Massacre, where four college students were killed and nine others wounded. This killing sparked a protest around the country that shut down 400 universities. There was still the ongoing fight for an integrated nation by minority groups that had carried over from the 60s. And then there was the Watergate scandal where the President of the United States resigned, a scandal that left this nation shocked and disapproving of its government. And while all of this was going on, while all of these events were happening, people still went hurriedly about their busy lives. Nobody seemed concerned. It was this apathetic 
attitude that spurred the group Chicago to write this song, asking the question, does anybody see what's going on here? Does anybody see the critical times in which we're living? And furthermore, does anybody really care? We are a busy generation. We've got people to see, places to go. We have things to do. But let me ask you this question. What if you woke up this morning and had no timekeeping device to let you know what time it is? Imagine living your busy life without a timekeeping device. We are dependent on these devices. Without these timekeeping devices, our busy lives would be off schedule. They tell us when to get up, when to eat, when to sleep. They help us to prepare and be ready to be on time and not late. They remind us of upcoming events, anniversaries, birthdays, holidays. We are dependent on these timekeeping devices. We regulate our activities by them. And without these man-made devices, our lives would be disoriented and lost. And from the time you woke up this morning, I'm, 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 I'm betting on it, until the time you lay down, you will constantly be checking that timekeeping device. Why? Because we need to know what time it is. As a matter of fact, when I got up here this morning, you, you started looking at that timekeeping device. Let me see what time he's getting up. We are dependent on these man-made timekeeping devices. But there's another timekeeping device. It's called Bible prophecy. It is God's prophetic time clock. Revelation 1 verse 3 says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. This is God's timepiece. This is God's time clock. And without this timepiece, we would have no clue as to where we are in the stream of time of Earth's history. Without God's timepiece, we would not be able to understand the meaning of the events that we see happening all around us every single day. Without God's timepiece, we would be ignorant as to how to prepare for the greatest event that's about to take place. Jesus is coming again. And if you're going to prepare for that event, you need to be in tune to God's timepiece. Without God's timepiece, we would be spiritually disoriented and spiritually lost. And I'm just wondering this afternoon, have you checked that timepiece lately? Can anybody tell me what time it is? Does anybody really care? In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus was walking with the disciples and they said, Master, what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? In other words, give us a time. Jesus said to them, no man knows the exact day or time, but there will be some events that you can regulate your lives 
around. He says, and when you see these events, you can know that the coming, my coming is near. And the one that I want to focus on this afternoon is the one we read in our scripture, Matthew 24, 37 and 39. Jesus says, when you, when you check this, when you see this happening, then you can regulate your lives and know that my coming is near. 37, as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be at the coming of the Son of Man. Verse 38, for in the day before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Up to the day, Noah entered the ark. Verse 39, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it would be, he says, at the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus says that if you want to set your clock, if you want to know what time it is when it comes to his return, find out what happened in Noah's day, and when you see that happening in our day, we'll know what time it is. Well, so we need to find out what was going on. Genesis chapter 6 verse 5 tells us, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Verse 11, the earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. Verse 12, so God looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Ellen White writes this in books, Patriots and Prophets. She says, Men had put God out of their knowledge and they began to worship creatures of their own imaginations. And she says, as a result, they became more wicked and sinful because they had begun to remove God out of their thoughts and they had started going on their own wicked imaginations. We're living in a time right now where Society is doing everything they can to remove God from among us. We've got to be politically correct now. People want to remove him out of schools. You can't, you can't pray anymore because you may offend somebody. We want to remove him from the Pledge of Allegiance. That part in there that says, under God, we got to take that out. We got to take that out because... We may offend somebody who's saying the Pledge of Allegiance. I want you to know that this, the under God part was put in by Eisenhower. It wasn't there in the beginning, but he, he incorporated it in. And now we say, no, 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 we got we to take that out. There is, a, there is a movement now to remove God from our currency. In God we trust. I trust in the almighty dollar. I don't trust in God. We got to take that off. We got to take that off. We got to take that off. We've already removed him from the time that we celebrate his birth. It used to be Merry Christmas. C-R-C-H-R-I-S-T-M-A-S. Now it went to Xmas. What is an Xmas? And now we've shifted to the day where it's just happy holidays. Well, what holiday are we celebrating? But we are living in a time where we have removed or we are trying to remove God from our thoughts and our lives. 
And Ellen White says, when that happens, men began to get more wicked and more sinful. Let me tell you something, and I'm telling you from experience. When you don't have God in your life, there is no telling what you will do. I found myself in some situations, in some places, in some holes where only God brought me out. Because I didn't have him in my life. Wasn't even thinking about God. But he was thinking about me. And so the Bible says that in Noah's day, that every thought, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And then it says the earth was filled with violence. The wickedness in Noah's day hadn't just, wasn't just every now and then. It had become a lifestyle. It wasn't just, well, you know, there's one or two over here that's doing it. Everybody was doing it continually. The wickedness had gotten so great. Now, mind you, this hasn't been too, too far, too long before God had created man. And we know that when God created man, God said, I'm going to create man in my image. And now we see the image that was formed in his, the man who was created in his image, now to the point to where he is rotten to the core. How quickly did that happen? You can play with sin all you want and think it's not going to affect you. You will find yourself in situations asking, how in the world did I end up here? That's how quickly and how destructive sin can be. Man who was made in the image of God now finds himself where God is saying, I am going to destroy man. Violence had filled the earth. We are, we are living in precious times. This is a precious time to be a Christian because we get to see prophecy being fulfilled right before our very eyes. But these are also perilous times. This word perilous means dangerous, but it also is linked to Matthew 8 verse 28 where it's talking about the, de the two demonic forces that came out when Jesus came running. Over there in Matthew chapter 8, verse 28, there are two demonics who come rushing when Jesus comes. And this word perilous is related to them because they are like savage animals. We are living in a time that's dangerous, demonic, and people are acting like savage animals animals. Did you hear about the college student who killed two individuals and then began to eat their body? That's not human. That's not, that's not human. That's like an animal. And these are the times in which we are living. A time where terrorist attacks and mass shootings are not just every now and then. They have become commonplace to where we hear them and we say, oh, oh my, but we hurriedly go on about our business. We are living in times where human beings can, can kill another human being without batting an eye. A young man shot another man while eating a sandwich, and we argue and debate about whose life matters more. Listen to what God says about that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever 
believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. God says, was it you who reached down and began to form man in his image? Was it you who breathed breath into his nostrils and man became a living soul? When man needed a redeemer, was it you who took the stripes on his back? Was it you who took the nails in his hands? Was it you who they hung up on a cross? What gives you the right to determine whose life matters? Does anybody know what time it is? Does anybody really care? We're living in a time where an amendment means more than a human life. A time where we can kill each other, not only with weapons of destruction, but with another weapon of destruction, our words, where we can tweet and post hateful, hurtful comments. And then there are those who promise you that they can make things better. But Jesus says, just like it was in the days of Noah, right before I come, you're going to see a shift not for the better. He says there's going to be a shift right towards the wickedness that caused the people of Noah's day destruction. He says, and when you see that, you can regulate your lives. You can regulate your lives. It doesn't take a mental giant or a genius or a Bible scholar to see where we are in the scheme of things. All you need is God's timepiece and turn on CNN and Fox News. And you will see that this world isn't going to get better. It's spiraling out of control. And I'm wondering this afternoon, is there anybody in here who can tell me what time it is? Does anybody really care? If anybody ought to know what time it is, it should be the church. It should be us. We should be the ones who, who are in tune with what time it is in Earth's history. The sad thing with that is that even, even, even we don't know what time it is. We're like the lady in the song that Chicago produced. We have a timekeeping device, but it's broken. It's of no good use. We're, 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 not, we're not using it. Does anybody know what time it is? Does anybody really care? There is someone who knows the time. Paul writes in Romans chapter 13, verse 11, that knowing the time, that it is now high time. The time is now. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ because the time is now. Now is the time for the church to wake up out of our sleep. Now is the time for us to, to hit the streets, to let people know, look, you see what's happening in this world. Time is running out. We know what's going on. We know that Jesus is soon to come. It's now time for us to let people know. Now is the time 
for you to put away that sin, that sin that you've been that you've been holding on to and holding on to and cherishing and holding on to. Now is the time for you to turn loose that sin. Now is the time for you to break off that relationship, that relationship that you know you have no business in. It's time now to break that relationship and start a new relationship, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now is the time. Now is the time to let go of that sinful habit. Now is the time that if you've wandered away from God to come back. Now is the time today that if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Now is the time to make your calling and election sure. Does anybody know what time it is? The time is now. Now. My sister, I'm going to ask if you can play something really soft for me. Now is the time. Why is now the time? Because Paul says, it's almost time for Jesus to come. And Jesus said, the timepiece, if you want to know the time, is when you see what's happening in Noah's day or what's happening back then, when you see the same attitude, the same mindset, then you can know. The problem was God was about to rain down judgment on the people of Noah's day. But you know what? Jesus says they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. What does that mean? That means business as usual. Every knock that Noah hammered with that nail. God's timepiece was ticking. Every knock was a tick on God's clock. And the people went hurriedly about their business. Unconcerned. Every terrorist attack that we hear. Every mass shooting that we see. Every sinful act that we witness is a tick on God's timepiece letting us know that time is running out. Does anybody know what time it is? Does anybody really care? God doesn't do anything when it comes to destruction without first letting his people know what time it is. God will not destroy mankind again until he lets everybody know what time it is. And God is saying to each one of us in this room today, now is the time. There are people who, who, who don't believe in God, but they see what's happening and they realize, wow, this thing is getting out of control. God is telling you today, now is the time. Whatever you've been doing, whatever, whatever you're into, whatever you, stop. Now is the time. Now. One day Jesus is coming. And when he comes, it'll be too late. The clock will have been stopped. But today, right now, in this room, for you and for me, now is the time. And I'm just wondering, is there anybody here today, you, you, you see 
You understand what's going on. You, you see what's happening, and you know what time it is. You know that it's time for me right now to get my life in order. It's time for me right now to stop that foolishness. It's time for me right now to make sure that I'm right with God. Is there anybody in this room like that today? You've never accepted him, and today would be the first time that you will accept him as your personal savior. Or maybe you have and you've wandered away, but you know that now is the time for you to come back. Is there anybody like that today? I want you to stand. Anybody? Time is running out. Now that this young lady has had the courage and the faith to trust God. Anybody else? God is telling you the clock is ticking. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. But there will come a day when the clock will stop. Now is the time, Paul says, if you want to know what time it is, now is the time to give your heart to Jesus. Oh, my brother, my sister, don't let this opportunity pass the clock is ticking now is the time I'm going to invite you to come down I want to have a special word of prayer with you those who are standing just come close to the front I want to have a word of prayer with you these these individuals right here they understand the seriousness of the hour they understand what time it is. And they want to be ready when Jesus comes. Praise God. But you know what? I believe that there's, there's some more people here. I believe there's some more people here who are trying to beat the clock. That's what we do. You know? We try to beat the clock. We feel like, well, I got time. I got time to do this. I don't have to do this today. I'll race the clock. Don't play that game. Don't play that game. Now is the time. We try to beat the clock. We have to be married by a certain time. We have to have our degree by a certain time. We have to have our house and our car by a certain time. We have to have our bank account by a certain time. We have to have our career started by a certain time. But when it comes to spiritual matters, we think, I got time. I got time. Now is the time. Anybody else? Now, now, today, today, right now is the time. That's what time it is. It's now o'clock. It's now o'clock. Now. I'm going to close. I'm going to close. You know, in Noah's day, there was a time when, when God told Noah, shut the door. Shut the door. And the timepiece stopped ticking. I'm getting ready to close this appeal. Anybody else? Anybody else want to make sure that they get in? God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Anybody else? The clock is still ticking. It's still ticking, but the time is now. God bless you, my sister. The, the time is right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Oh, if you hear his voice, Harden not your heart. Is there anybody in here who know what time it is? Do you care? Do you care what time it is? 
Can't you see what's going on in this world? Can't you see the violence? Now is the time. Now. Now is the time. Elder, stand with me here and offer a word of prayer over these individuals who have come down as far as, and as well as the rest of us as we, we recognize the critical time, the critical time in which we're living. These are some serious times and it's not going to get better. I know we're hoping it, but it's not. Jesus says it's going to shift to the very day like it was in the day of Noah when the destruction came. We're heading for that. But the good news is, is that you can be safe in the arms of Jesus. Amen. Safe in the arms of Jesus. Go ahead, Elder. Let us pray. Most kind and loving Father, we thank you so much for this message here today, Lord. We came in here, asked for a blessing. We came in here, Lord, as empty vessels, asking to be filled, Lord, and now our cup is running over. Thank you. Lord, we thank you for your manservant, Lord, today to remind us that now is the time, Lord. As Paul said, it, it is high time. High time. We've seen the things that is happening around us in this world today, Lord, and everything points that your coming mm -hmm. is closer and yes. sooner than ever before. Yes. This is not the time for us to be getting ready. It's a time for us to be ready, Amen. Lord, because your coming can be any time now. Amen. Lord, you've seen your children who have accepted your call today. Yes. yes. They have recognized that we are in a crucial time right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's no more time, Lord, to be putting things off, to be procrastinating. And they have recognized that now, now is the time, now, Lord. Now These are your time. children. These yes. are your sons. These yes. are your daughters. Lord, I pray that you may be with now. each and every one of them individually, now Lord. You know the struggles that they're facing, Lord. Yes. But today they have made a critical step yes. in going closer to you, Lord. And they have pledged that they, today is the time, the, the time they want to give their lives to you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we know that Satan does not like what he's seen here today. We know that he's going to try every way possible, yes. Lord, to deter these individuals. But, Lord, we know that the Satan is a defeated foe. And we know that you're victorious, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that you may be with each and every one of these individuals. Yes. And when the devil tries to attack them, that they will remember, Lord, that you are God and you're God of all. Yes. Lord, I pray for those who may not have the courage to come forward, Lord, but deep within their heart, they, they know and realize that this is the time. Yes. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will give them the courage to stand up for you when they go out in this world. Yes. And that others, Lord, may see you through them. Thank you for this blessed Sabbath day, Lord. Thank and you, thank Lord. you for your word again. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.